Welcome to the My Buddy Green podcast. I'm Jason Wachab, founder and co-CEO of My Buddy Green, and your host. Wow, what a journey it's been since we first launched this podcast on June 12, 2017. Feels like yesterday, but at the same time, feels like forever. With almost four years under our belt, you may think we have the recording process down pat, but of course, we had to do away with in-person recordings, which was essentially the rule before the pandemic. So for the first three years, we've recorded in our studio here in Brooklyn with the occasional on-location recording, the most notable being Tom Brady and Giselle's home in Boston. Then with COVID, we had to learn on the fly, as many did, and embrace the remote interview. So, in terms of guests, from top scientists and researchers to athletes and actors, we've had an incredible array of guests on the show. By the numbers, we've had 77 MDs, 32 PhDs, two Oscar winners in Matthew McConaughey and Jimmy Chin, one EGOT recipient as an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, Tony, and John Legend, one prolific Olympic medalist in Michael Phelps, who's won 28 Olympic medals, one NBA world champion in Kevin Love, one Ironman champion and Ultraman world champion in Hilary Biscay, one reality TV star in Lil Bosworth of Laguna Beach and the Hills fame. And then last but certainly not least, we've had the one and only Deepak Chopra, who's appeared four times, because after all, he's Deepak Chopra. And it's definitely been a journey in terms of topics we've covered. I love alliteration, so here we go. We've talked about everything from bloating to brain health, longevity to love, nutrition to NDEs, homocysteine to hormones, grief to gluten, narcissists to nature bathing, purpose to productivity, COVID to coffee, breathwork to blood sugar, mental health to metabolism, and not to mention sleep to stress to social good to spirituality and sustainability. The show has been my labor of love, and I'm truly grateful for all of you for tuning in, for sharing on social media, for your five-star reviews and thoughtful comments, and for the questions you submitted for this very AMA podcast. All of this, each and every one of you who decide to spend your time with me every week, your support, your ears, all mean so much to me. I consider it an honor to be your host, and I pledge to you, I'll continue to try to bring the most interesting guests and all points of view, and always with curiosity. So to your questions, thank you so much for submitting them. We had so many come in. The team had to go through and pick a handful for me to answer. So bear with us. This is our first ever AMA and my wife, co-founder and co-CEO Colleen will be asking me all the questions. So away we go. Okay, to the questions. Again, thank you all so much for your thoughtful submissions. I couldn't answer all of these questions, and surprisingly, there were a large number that were similar in nature, so our team blended those together, and we'll cover those in the back half of this very special AMA. So to get through this, I've asked my wife, co-founder, and co-CEO, Colleen, to help here. Colleen, welcome. Thank you. Thrilled to be here. So you want to start with the first question? Would love to. From at thought.oasis, I'd love to hear the story and inspiration of how you started Mind Body Green. Okay, away we go. So, back in, it was about, about, it's 2021, so we're talking 13 years ago. I was running another startup. It wasn't doing well. I was flying excessively. I flew over 100,000 miles domestic in one year. And as you all know, I'm six foot seven. So 
imagine me sitting in a coach seat. It's not a pretty sight. And all that flying combined with stress and an old basketball injury led to two extruded discs in my lower back pressing on my sciatic nerve, L4, L5, S1. The pain was excruciating. I could not walk. I went to a doctor. Doctor said, you need back surgery. Now I have nothing against back surgery. I generally see it as last resort, but I sought a second opinion because the success rates of back surgery actually aren't that good. So sought that second opinion and that doctor said the same thing. He said, you know, you need back surgery. And it was almost like an afterthought. He said, maybe some yoga or therapy could help. And so Colleen and I, Colleen was my, my girlfriend at the time. She, she had a yoga practice. And so I said, okay, you know what? I'll give this a shot. So I started with some really light yoga in the morning and evening, five to 10 minutes, started to feel better, started to look at other things in my life, stress, sleep, nutrition. I was a guy whose idea of nutrition involved eating steak and martinis at the Palm Steakhouse. I consumed so much in one year. My face is, the caricature of my face is on the wall of the the Palm in Midtown Manhattan next to Adam Sandler and Joe Namath. I still eat meat, not as much, make it grass-fed though, but at any rate, started to eat more plants, started to really get into yoga, and over the course of six months, I completely healed. And it was so clear to me that we all had well-being wrong, that True well-being was this blend of mental, physical, spiritual, emotional, and environmental well-being. Then they were all connected, mind, body, green, one word, not three. And you have to keep in mind back then that no one was really talking about this. Well-being was really about vanity and weight loss, five-minute abs, that's what all the print magazines were talking about. And this word wellness was equated with the spa and anything that was a little bit more holistic was just like really new agey and crazy and only preached the choir of people who lived in the west side of LA or Boulder or Brooklyn. And I thought there was an opportunity not just preach the choir, but to build a bigger church. And it was so clear to me that this viewpoint, Mind Body Green, was truly the future. And so that was the idea behind Mind Body Green. I started out of our apartment in Brooklyn in, in 09, and the rest is history. So great question. Thank you. And now from Jamie in New York City, who were you most nervous to interview? So I don't know if I've ever been nervous per se, but Matthew McConaughey definitely required the most prep. His book, Green Lights, had come out, and he was doing interviews everywhere, every major podcast every major news outlet, network TV. He had been asked a zillion different questions and it was important to me to to bring a new, fresh angle to the interview that hadn't been covered before. So that required a lot of work. And, and I think we did that. I think the interview we did ended up being unique and was fresh. And I think a lot of people found, found it to be different from what was out there. So that was the most difficult. Not the most nervous, but probably one of the most difficult. Well, I can concur that unlike me, you, you don't actually get nervous. You are speaking from, from the heart there. And now from Nikki in New York City, what was it like talking to John Legend? John Legend. Um, 
super nice guy, very smart, very likable. I broke the ice with him by talking basketball, uh, specifically Ivy League basketball. He's a basketball fan, and he was at UPenn the same time I played basketball at Columbia, and he was actually friends with some of the players I had to play against every year. And he probably even saw me play at the Palestra. That's where Penn plays, although my playing days were not as memorable as John Legend's music. So he really didn't remember me playing, but he was a super nice guy. Cool. And now from Brooke, Brooklyn, what are the plans for MBG to expand as health and wellness becomes more of a necessity? Well, I believe well-being is a journey and we at Mind Buddy Green want to be with you every step of the way in that journey. In terms of expansion, I think that translates to continuing to bring you best-in-class content in various forms, whether it's audio like this podcast or our Clean Beauty School podcast, which we just launched, or written content or video, online classes, our functional nutrition coaching program. So all things content and in products like our supplement line and in new categories. Yes, I said new categories as we are actively... Uh, working on some new product categories, so stay tuned on that. But ultimately, we believe we're here to help people learn and do when it comes to well-being, and that can be delivered through content and products that really help transform people's lives. The world needs well-being and healing now more than ever. Next question is from Antonia.chu. What are the three top lessons you've learned throughout the course of recording this podcast. I know choosing lessons is like choosing children. I know this is a tough one. Okay. So I think at the highest level, the podcast reinforces the idea that we really need to listen and be open to all points of view. I think we live in a world where this doesn't really happen as much as it should, especially in politics and especially in in our world, the wellness world. And I I think we, as a brand, as a podcast, it's just really important to share different points of view. And actually, that doesn't happen a lot in wellness. There are a lot of hosts out there that only have guests that tend to share their nutrition philosophy. And and I think that's an issue. So coming back to, to to lesson number one, I think it's important for all of us to always be open and to always listen. It's an important part of the wellness practice it's a important part of my wellness practice and our journey. So, so that's number one, always be open, always listen. Number two, I've learned so much about breathing in the past year, specifically the power of breathing and the science behind nasal breathing more specifically. It's so simple, but has such a profound impact on our well-being. And the science is so strong. We've already had guests like James Nestor, Gwen Dittmer, Brian McKenzie, Dr. Tanya Bentley. And we have another one coming in June, Patrick McEwen. So you're getting a, a sneak peek on that to talk about breath work. And I'm so excited to talk about it more. I, I've actually done an experiment recently where I've taped my mouth which I talk about with Patrick in a future podcast and I talked about with Nestor at night to force me to breathe through my nose and it's had a pretty awesome impact. So we'll talk more about that. Number three, so last lesson. What's so awesome about the world we live in right now is science is evolving so quickly. And I'm gonna bring this back to point number one. Because things are changing so quickly, we need to be open. We need to be open to changing our point of view. What we may have believed last month may 
not be scientifically grounded today. And so that's so important. We need to be open to changing our point of view. Wellness is a journey and you need to be able to evolve on that journey. So those are my top three lessons. All right. Now from Annie.Dawson, what are the biggest lessons you've learned and instill in your kiddos? Oh, wow. I'm going to need your help on this one, Colleen. So I'll start with, we try to have our kids eat healthy, but at the same time still enjoy food. And we want our kids to be kind, thoughtful, loving, and grateful kids. Ellie's four and Grace is going to be two in a few months. So what does that look like for them? Uh, a lot of avocados every once in a while. Our, our eldest just loves mac and cheese. It's like her favorite thing in the world. But we're just trying to raise them to be kind, thoughtful, loving human beings. Would you add anything, Colleen? Well, we're inching into breath work with Ellie. And at four years old, her conception of breath work always brings a smile to, to my face. And it's smelling the flowers on the inhale and blowing out the candles on the exhale. The other life lesson, I think creativity is such an important part of self-care right now. So how we just expose her to lots of art so that she can follow where her passion and joy lie. Well said. Thank you. Switching gears very abruptly, there's lots of questions around your height. (laughs) From from Marianne, why do you always mention your height? And a follow-up anon question, just why are you so tall? And is your mom or dad nine feet tall? So, well, I guess I do mention my height too often, but it's good to know you guys are are all listening. So why do I mention my height? I mention my height to emphasize bio-individuality, that we are all unique individuals, and that my needs are probably different than our average listeners. And our average listener is not six foot seven, 200 plus pounds, and and a 46-year-old man. And so... What works for me may not work for you, and it probably won't. So that's why I mentioned my height. I guess I do it too often. I got the memo, Marianne, (laughs) and I will stop mentioning my height, but I am glad you guys are really paying attention. Nice. How has it been transitioning to remote episode recordings over the past year? What was it like before, and what's it like now from and on? Well, it's been a transition. We started the show by being pretty strict that all interviews had to be done in person, no matter- Very strict. Very strict, celebrity (laughs) didn't matter. And it it was great, because you really got to meet people, spend a little bit more time with them. It's so much easier to read someone's body language in person and ultimately makes for a stronger human connection. But then COVID happened and we went strictly remote. And although it's been a process, I ultimately think it's been a great thing for the show, because now we have access to people all over the world, regardless of location, and scheduling has become so much easier, and ultimately we get to bring you better guests and better content, and so it's opened up uh, a new world to us in in terms of the show, so I think it's actually been a fantastic development for us. Nice. And now from Claire from Atlanta, you hear so much wellness advice each and every week. How does it affect your own health journey? Does all this info ever get overwhelming? I love this question. I know, me too. So I'll go back to, to my belief that wellness is a journey and exploration and curiosity is key. So what do I do? And I recommend everyone does this. I listen, I read, I try to learn. And I take what I want and I also toss what I don't want. And... 
I, and it's a process. And I'll take a real world example of some of the guests we've had. So lectins, specifically legumes. We all know Dr. Stephen Gundry, who we've had on the show numerous times, thinks they're terrible, the root of all evil. And he, and he believes that. And I also know a lot of people struggle with autoimmune. When they eliminate you know, those groups, they thrive, but not for everyone. And on the other hand, we've got Dr. Garth Davis, who's also fantastic, who believes that legumes should be a staple for everyone. And Dan Buettner of Blue Zones agrees. And so what do you do with it? And so you listen. You decide what's right for you. You don't have to do, nor should you do, what any expert tells you to do. So take what you want, toss what you want. And I think ultimately, the more educated you are, the better equipped you are to make those decisions that are the right decisions for your health and well-being. It's a process. So be curious, be informed, and make a decision. Yeah, and ultimately, it reminds me of something Dr. Frank Lippman said at one of our first meetings with him, where you have to be the CEO of your own health and wellness routine. Yeah, he, yeah, I love that. And he also, the, the other, he's got so many great lines. You guys know I love Frank. He's our doctor and his family. Uh, he has another great line, the conductor of your own healthcare orchestra. I like that. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I'm going to use that one too. So how do you prep for your interviews? Wow. So I read, I read, I read. If a guest has a book out, I'll skim their book or I'll read the whole thing. I'll read past interviews. I'll listen to previous podcasts. I'll check out their social media feeds to see what they're sharing and go from there. So now from Britt Corwin, what are the best MBG hacks you've heard of for the best and healthiest lifestyles? Okay, so for me, nasal breathing is just so big. And I mentioned this, I started taping my mouth shut. <laughs> I can't talk. Colleen could vouch for me. She was asking me a question in bed last night. I was like, mm-hmm. uh, that is true. That is true. So that ensures that you're breathing through your nose while you're sleeping. And I've already noticed my respiratory rate, which I track decrease in a good way. So it's pretty amazing. Also, For me personally, I'm a big believer in circadian fasting or intermittent fasting or intermittent eating. My my new favorite term or spin on that, where you're not eating for over 14 plus hours. I tend to do 16 to 18. That really works well uh, for me. Also, I, I had struggled with bloating and regularity for as long as I can remember, and I'll toot our own horn a bit, but our probiotic plus supplement is like the only product, the only anything that's ever helped me with regularities. That's also been game changing for me. Yes. Love our probiotic plus and I'm a circadian faster since we eat every night pretty early with our little girls around six o'clock. So I'm getting that 12 hours in as well. So next, I know this is a subject you feel passionately about. When it comes to physical activity, is there a significant difference in benefit from intense physical activity versus less intense activity, say running a mile versus gardening for two hours? Am I doing my body a disservice by not really getting an intense workout in my week? I love this question. I do have a strong point of view on physical activity. So now listen carefully. I believe the best exercise is the one you actually do. So you got to find something you love, something you can do consistently, something you're not going to dread. 
As I've said before on this podcast, I, I hate running. The last time I ran was the last college basketball game I played in March 1998. So if you find me running, call the police. Someone's chasing me. Something's probably wrong. W- with that said, there is a lot of strong science with regards to high intensity interval training and the longevity benefits. But if you don't like it, then don't do it. So what does that look like for me? I'm all about short spurts. So I love walking. I walk everywhere. I take the stairs all the time. It does help that I hate elevators. So I do that. I do a little yoga on the weekends, five to 10 minutes. And I I do some weights, some strength training uh, a couple days a week at home, five to 10 minutes. So I'm all about like, you know what? It fits within my lifestyle. And so I'll go back to, to yoga Yoga saved me in so many ways, saved me from back surgery, was the inspiration for Mind Buddy Green. And in my journey, I became obsessed with yoga and started going to like every public yoga class in New York City, like five to six days a week. And between the subway and commute, it was just, it was a lot of time. And then Mind Buddy Green started to grow. And then I started to go less and less. And all of a sudden, I was like, wait, what? Ha- I was going like once a month. I was like, what happened to my yoga practice? We're making all these people better. What about me? And then I came to the conclusion that it just didn't fit in my lifestyle. And so what I do now fits within my lifestyle, our lifestyle as two two parents. And so I don't miss and it works and I feel great and I got the labs to prove it. So the best physical activity is the one you actually do and the one that brings you joy. So switching gears to James K. Muskego from Wisconsin, can you please discuss how to pick out the supplements you actually need or would have the most benefit? There are so many out there, and I feel like it gets super confusing. If we bought everything recommended, we would be swallowing handfuls of pills and spending a ton of money. I try to see what my diet is lacking, but not sure where to go from there. Great question, and I'll try to be brief on this one. So. I think everyone benefits from a high-quality probiotic, and as I mentioned, I'm biased toward our probiotic plus, especially if you struggle with bloating and regularity. Look, it does get confusing. Pill fatigue is a real thing. I would add that simplification is actually what we set out to do with our supplement line, is I found myself taking way too many supplements, way too many capsules, and I'd rather take one to two capsules that can help solve an issue rather than take five to six or more. So that was actually the problem we set out to solve. And then the other thing I'll add is if you can't sleep, there's just a trickle down effect to everything. And so I also highly recommend our Sleep Support Plus product if you can't sleep. It's actually a healthy way to address sleep because I think people taking too much melatonin is actually a problematic. And all, Colleen, I know you have... Colleen has way more sleep issues than I do. So anything you care to add on that? I think it's really specific to the person. There are some foundational supplements that everyone needs. Probiotic for sure. And I do think sleep is one of the most underrated elements of well-being. In this year, we're going to be talking about our sleep fitness in the same ways that we talk about our physical fitness. If I don't sleep, the rest of my well-being is just completely out of balance. So can't stress enough the importance of getting a deep and restorative eight hours of sleep. Well said. So Natalie Finazzo from Naples, Florida asks, what wellness trends do you think are overrated? Ooh, okay. So I think... Fake meat is fun, it's tasty, it's a great option for those who want to get that burger taste, but 
probably shouldn't consume red meat because of cardiovascular risk. Or you know, if they're vegan or have an ethical issue, which I understand, great option. But ultimately, I, I believe it's not healthy. It's highly processed, and most of us would benefit from having a real grass-fed burger. And with that said, I also believe we shouldn't be eating too much red meat. So at the end of the day, I think fake meat is fun, it's delicious, but it's highly processed, and I believe in eating real food. What emerging health trends are you most excited about from Anon? So I think, we think, Colleen and I agree on this, although we agree on most things here, that this idea of what I'll call back to the basics is really interesting. Practices like nasal breathing, walking in nature, intermittent eating, I'll say not fasting, intermittent eating, eating more real food, not processed food, connecting IRL, something that you know, became so clear during COVID, how lacking real connection takes a toll on our mental health. Having purpose. These are all relatively simple well-being practices, but have very strong science behind them. And there's great bang for your buck in terms of your longevity. So I, I like back to the basics. There's so much here. Sleep fitness, as you know, deeply passionate about being extraordinarily intentional with technology to ensure that it's creating joy. And the evolution of self-care. We're moving away from rose petals, and I think we need to start thinking about what brings us joy, what speaks to our soul, what brings us purpose. Rose petals and baths are wonderful. They're just not necessarily something we can all incorporate into our everyday life to move the needle about how we feel. I don't think I've ever seen you take a rose petal bath. <laughs> and I don't think I've even gotten in our bath since we've lived in. Fair. Yeah. Now from Bill. Is there a specific mission of MBG to seniors? Information to septuagenarians or older to have this specific population thrive for sustained good health and well-being? I love this question. Well, Bill, we are here for you. I always say, Bill, we're here for a psychographic and not a demographic. So well-being is a journey, regardless of age. I think the beauty of what we do here at My Buddy Green is you'll always find something on the site on this show that you can connect with regardless of age, whether it's a content or product and it's a journey and we're going to be with you whether you're 20 or 120, we're going to be with you on that journey. And it's how I think of my own well-being and that I'm not trying to live to be 150, but I want to have 90 really great, fulfilling, feeling in tip-top shape years under me. So so Bill, I'm thinking about this too in my own personal life and we're such advocates of intergenerational living and, and thriving, something that Dan Buettner talks about so much as one of the attributes of Blue Zones. And the thing I'll add too is what I found in my practice is what worked for me in my 20s doesn't necessarily work for my 30s and then maybe in the 40s some of the stuff in my 20s did and that's part of the process and, and again it, it speaks to this larger notion of being open, being curious, being informed and also listening to your body, what feels good. And I think no matter what age you are, your wellness routine, your practice is going to evolve. And that's the beauty of what we do. Another question from Antonia. How do you feel about sometimes getting off track and losing motivation? I say it happens. It's part of the journey. 
I'm a big believer in the 80-20 rule. And for me, that looks like more indulgences on the weekend. I like the language treat versus cheat. I think that's a subtle mindset shift that's very powerful. And I I find I'm less likely to get off track if I have that 20% fun time in terms of my diet, if you will. I think all or nothing isn't really sustainable for most people and there's a tendency to fall off the wagon and fall off very hard when you take an all or nothing approach to to diet whereas lifestyle i believe 80 20 is very doable Uh, i'm also a big believer i think i've never read the book but people say you said it reminds you of james clear you read the book of habit stacking and so i always focus on having like a great start of the week monday and so like get everything set up for the week i get our supplements out i eat very clean on monday no matter what so just like set yourself up for success and i I think it sets the stage for the rest of the week and then you maybe slide on thursday friday and into the weekend so yeah i i love the analogy that holistic nutritionist and and friend of ours and friends of mine buddy green kelly levesque uses a lot about being a bricklayer and a lot of what we do in well-being is laying the foundation where every every little thing you're doing adds up and that totally resonates with me Annie asks a question to me. What's Colleen's favorite nut? Because we all know Jason's. I don't even, do we know my, I think we share the favorite nut. I don't know if they know our favorite nut, but the question's for you, so. Well, we eat a ton of nuts from Healing Home Foods, which is one of our our favorite places to get a lot of great foods, including nuts. I'd probably have to give a shout out to the walnut. The salted Um, walnut specifically. The Himalayan, it's the Himalayan salt that makes that walnut. Yeah, to say walnuts are a nutritious food is a bit of an understatement, but they, they taste amazing too. So that's super important as well. They're an amazing source of omega, uh, omega antioxidants. 3s. Yeah, but to me, it's the Himalayan salt. I, I don't like walnuts without Himalayan salt. So this walnut just does it for me. So next from Annie, what is your favorite low glycemic foods? Okay, so <laughs> I'll go category by category. So for fruit, blackberries, vegetables. I I, I love roasted charred broccoli. I know people have feelings around charring and roasting. I still love it. Legumes, love pinto beans. For grains, I'll go with uh, rye or I'll go with like a New York rye. And then for sourdough, that great San Francisco sourdough. And then for dairy, almond milk. And I know you did the levels glycemic testing, so you are answering from an informed point of view of what spikes your your blood sugar or not. Um, Lots of blood sugar questions. So Camille asked, you have mentioned taking blood tests to determine what supplements you need to take. What company do you use for these blood tests? So good question. And the, the great news is you can get blood tests from basically any lab. Quest, for example, huge they're everywhere and they do a phenomenal job and so all you need to do is work with your primary care doctor to to get those labs and we've talked extensively about which which labs you should probably get as you know i talk about homocysteine all the time so i just encourage everyone to get homocysteine because i think more people have high homocysteine than they actually know so that's the blood work and then there's genetic testing which i think is really interesting i actually did a relatively new test called three by four three x four that my doctor frank Littman recommended it's expensive i think it's like 300 bucks but it was fascinating and so what they do in the test is they actually they map out your genes for you 
and they include diet, lifestyle, and supplement recommendations along with it. So a lot of functional medicine doctors are fans of this new test and talking about it. So that's one to to check out with your primary uh, care physician. It was fascinating for me. I know there's some great articles on MindBodyGreen about what tests you can get that are covered by insurance too. So be sure to check that out for some more info. Something Paisley asks, what is your favorite fish in terms of health benefits? Okay, so wild... I definitely know the answer you, you to know this the one. Answer. So <laughs> wild salmon for the omega-3s, and more specifically, I love the wild salmon from Russ and Daughters here in New York. Colleen and I go every weekend with the girls, and we get our wild salmon. We get the New York Classic. The, I always get the wild salmon all go for a a bagel or sometimes I'll do rye and I'll do the cream cheese, tomatoes, onions, and capers. Again, guys, weekend. So this falls in the 20 of the 80-20, but the wild salmon, you get those omega-3s. And so I just love uh, the wild salmon, the sliced wild salmon. They're like surgeons over there, the way they cut it. So that's in terms of health benefits and just great tasting wild salmon, Russ and Daughters, best in the world. It is definitely one of our favorite family rituals. Shawnee asks, what is your favorite topic you've covered? Well, I'm a sucker for all things longevity. How can we increase our health span and lifespan? Always a sucker for longevity. And we had a lot of people actually ask about longevity. There were so many that were along this topic. So definitely something important to the Mind, Body, Green podcast community. A lot of questions about wearables. We know you're a fan of tracking devices, but what are your favorites? What does your daily or weekly fitness routine look like? So I love my Fitbit. I love my Aura ring and I love my Whoop, all for different reasons. I love my Fitbit for tracking steps. I have an old version. I love the old version and I am a huge walker. I average 80K plus steps a week according to Fitbit. I love... My aura ring. Colleen also has an aura ring. Love my aura uh, ring. We love it for tracking sleep, and we'll actually. It's just it's so interesting as we experiment with supplements too, and, and what it does to our sleep. And then I, I like my whoop for tracking overall recovery and, and, and respiratory rate, which I think is very interesting. Respiratory rate actually. There, there were a lot of studies that people's respiratory rate, their wearables would track would track it like going through the roof as a sign you had COVID. And so there are people, Whoop and Aura, I think we're sharing some of this on social media, how people get this huge spike and they wouldn't test negative. And then finally they would. And so it was just like fascinating. And respiratory rate, as I talk about with nasal breathing, it's just like such a great barometer for health. So it's something I pay attention to. Um, so look, in terms of routine, as I mentioned, I'm a huge walker, walk all the time, practice yoga on the weekends. It's like a five to 10 minute flow. And then I do the strength training two times a week, maybe three times, five to 10 minutes. Right now, a lot of kettlebells. That works for me. I'll try to practice breath work. I'll try to do five or so minutes of meditation, maybe a little bit more. I used to be a dedicated 20 minute or, you know, 20 minute Vedic slash TM twice a day, every day. And then we had kids. So that, that sort of ended, but I try to meditate when I can. So, so that, that's what I do. Am I missing anything? No. I mean, we love swapping sleep scores in the morning as part of our aura ring ritual. And I've learned so much about my personal sleep fitness from it. I appreciate the gentle nudges and in terms of making sure I move every hour and get enough activity. I've learned about how alcohol affects my sleep and what time I need to optimally 
have alcohol in the day so that it doesn't impact my sleep. And I've probably cut down on alcohol because of the data that I've learned through Aura. So it's been a really interesting part of our sleep fitness journey. Alcohol has been super interesting to watch how it affects recovery in certain alcohol. Alcohol is not created equal there as well, but it's fascinating. And I'll just note that I'm the better sleeper, but Colleen often beats me with her sleep score. So we're going to get to the bottom of that someday. Yes. You talk a lot about work-life integration or the work-life blend. Do you ever experience burnout and how has this strategy evolved over the years? Yes, I I do get burnt occasionally and more frequently than I'd like this year, especially. I think getting outside and walking helps a lot. So does breath work, so does meditation, but sometimes it's just not enough. I love what I do. I am extraordinarily grateful that I get to do what I do. I'm passionate about what we do. And I also am grateful that I get to share all this with my wife. And we're so blessed. But when you're passionate about something and and you work with your spouse, you're often not able to shut off. And how do I view that? It's not ideal, but I think it kind of comes with the territory. And in some ways, I've come to terms with that. I'm blessed to be able to to be on this journey with Colleen, and I'm blessed to be so passionate about what I do. And the downside is I I have trouble shutting down, but I I think it comes with the territory. I'm good with it. With that said, I am beyond excited to be traveling with Colleen and our kiddos on a family vacation in the next couple of weeks to to our favorite beach city, Miami. So yeah, believe in work-life integration, but you also need to, to get away, and I'm excited to do that. Colleen, would you add anything? Yeah, we embrace the work-life blend, the work-life integration. And and for me, setting boundaries has been an important part of having that be compatible with my wellness and well-being. So there's times when Jason will want to talk about work stuff in bed at like 1030 at night. And I have to say, nope, let's talk about it in the morning. So I, I think it's a little bit of a dance of Marco Polo about figuring out what works for you. It's not as cut and dry as, you know, kind of the the old guard of thinking of the nine to five and then I'm off, but it's definitely what helps us creatively because our minds are always wandering and thinking and we, we embrace that. It's also a little bit counterintuitive, but we watch a lot of TV at night to wind down and tune out. And I will likely be wearing, um, watching television with my blue light blocking glasses <laughs> on to ensure that it's not impacting as much as it could my melatonin. But there is a lot of high quality TV that brings us a lot of joy in life. Next question. Who would be your biggest get for podcast guests? So I don't know if there's one person mm-hmm. that comes to mind right now. Mm-hmm. So I will flip it to you. Our audience... Who would you love to have on the podcast? Email us at podcast at mindbuddygreen.com and we'll try to get them. So email us. It's on you guys. Next question. How many supplements do you take and what is your regime? So I, I basically take all of our own products. Which take I've, a lot of supplements. I do take a lot of our supplements. So I'll leave it at that. You guys are very familiar with our supplement line. I take everything. When it comes to wellness, trends come and go. How do you stay on top of the latest and greatest? And how do you know if something will stick around? So, great question. So I I read and read and read. Pre-COVID, favorite hobby of mine would be to go to Whole Foods Market (laughs) 
and just peruse the shelves or whenever Colleen and I would be in LA, we would go to the famous Erewhon and go up and down the aisles. When Expo West, the huge trade show was on and we're excited to go back again. We'd love walking around and, and, and seeing what new products were coming to market and talking to entrepreneurs. But I think at the highest level, it's about reading. I spend a lot of time on social media. I'm always asking questions. I'm ever curious when I'm connecting with some of our friends and colleagues who are influencers, see what they're finding interesting. What, 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 are, what do they think is, what do they think has legs? So always asking questions, always being curious. Would you add anything, Colleen? Well, I, I think you and the Mind Body Green community seem to gravitate towards things that are backed by science, backed by experts, as opposed to some of the fluff that's out there in a lot of the wellness marketing. And a lot of those tend to withstand the test of time. Yeah, well said. So, okay, folks, thank you so much for taking the time to submit all of your questions. I am sorry I could not get to all of them. It was not humanly possible. (laughs) Uh, There were so many and they were so thoughtful. So again, thank you. This was a lot of fun and the questions were great. So I think we're gonna do this again. And last but not least, so we have to announce a winner because we promised a winner who would get a free class. So drum roll please, Natalie from Naples, Florida. Are you listening? You gotta be listening to claim your prize. Natalie from Naples, please email podcast at mindbodygreen.com with your details to claim your prize. Again, Thank you, everyone. It's an honor to be your host. It's an honor to be on this journey with you. Thank you for all of your support. It means the world to me. God bless. Be well.